Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano. Well, welcome to Healthy Choices XM, broadcasting on this Thanksgiving weekend. Live from Austin, Texas, I'm your host, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist. And as always, we're ready to answer your questions about your health and how you can make responsible choices that can change your life. And as we're here on this Thanksgiving weekend, we want to thank all of our listeners for making Healthy Choices XM the the highest rated live radio show on Saturday on XM 131. So thank you to all our listeners for that choice. We, we really spent a lot of time to making sure we, we educate our, our, our listeners for, for the last 15 years and how to take really, truly responsible choices on your health because it's up to everybody to make it personal choices uh, for their health care. Unfortunately, it's very, it is something that's difficult uh, but we're here to educational. Our phone number is 877-956-9566. And as always, anytime during our show, anytime you listen to this podcast, you could text us at 512-219-0724. Well, we got a very exciting, interesting show today. And uh, the reason why is that a lot of our listeners live in the Northeast uh, and also Mid-Atlantic states. And there's a very... It's gonna for them. There's a special disease that is very near and dear to everybody's heart, and it's called Lyme's disease. And the reason why we're saying that this is near to dear to everybody's heart because a lot of people that are suffering from it, they they really don't have a lot of answers. And our, so our topic today is all about Lyme's disease, the new causes for Lyme disease. And then that really complicate this murky diagnosis. This is what we do on our show as as we take the difficult topics that uh, people or that uh, medical practices are having hard times being able to diagnose and being able to treat these patients. So that's what we want to get the word out on the most up-to-date research, most up-to-date treatments, and also some nutritional uh, treatments that are also beneficial. Joining us uh, today on our show will be Dr. Gaz Agoli, founder of Progressive Medical Centers of Georgia. Our phone number is going to be 877-956-9566. And always you can text us during this interview at 512-219-0724. And check out our new website, healthychoicesxm.com, for all our past broadcasts in case you missed uh, last week's uh, show on that we, we talked about uh, many, many different types of addiction and also the uses of our patented RG3 nasal spray, how important that is with the nutritional substance called nicotinamide riboside, very unique nutritional supplement that is that we went through on last week's show. So check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com. So Dr. Gazagoli is going to join us today as he's, his center, Progressive Medical Center, has made some huge improvements in the diagnosis and treatment of this very difficult disease. And the reason why it's difficult is because the symptoms are, as such, flu-like symptoms. This time of year, as we get into the flu season, who doesn't have that? Fatigue, 
after everybody's been cooking for the last three, four days and, and staying up late at night, who doesn't have fatigue? Uh, red blotchy skin, sometimes from a, uh, what usually is called a bullseye, but we're finding it many times that's not. Now, this is not the height of flu season. Excuse me. It's not the height of Lyme's disease season. It's usually a little later in, in the year. However, we're finding out that it seems to be many times we don't know when the symptoms are going to seem to make realize in patients because it's it may be something that happened three months ago. 300,000 to 3 million residents a year contract it. And it's growing at double digits percent growth. So this is the reason why we we're, we're tackling this tough, tough uh, disease, Lyme's disease. Illstat seminar that was last week up in Boston, we had an enormous amount of physicians uh, training with some new developments on treatments for Lyme's disease. That's why we want to make sure everybody has the most up-to-date information. So, and again, check out our website, Healthy Choices XM dot com for podcasts and also all of our products are 20 percent off to take advantage of this weekend's savings quick announcement our show is sponsored by pd labs a nationally licensed pharmacy centered on research driven pharmaceuticals website is www.pdlabsrx.com that's www.pdlabs paul david labs rx.com We'll get to our pre-recorded interview with Dr. Gazagoli, founder of Progressive Medical Centers. And we're going to have a little bit of time today to answer all your questions that you may have for calling us in at 877-956-9566. And we're going to talk later on in the show about Artemisian Essentials. The liposomal formulation is very unique that we have to treat Lyme's disease. And also Mimosa Paduca. That's one, another one. And curcumin, liposomal curcumin. These are some very unique nutritionals, some of them prescription, some of them not by prescription, that are get to the root cause and, and help many of the patients with Lyme's disease. We'll talk a little bit more about the RG3 nasal spray. That also helps with brain fog for many of these patients with Lyme's disease that uh, seems to be very debilitating. So, Sean, let's go ahead and get started with our tape. We're going to be discussing something called Lyme disease. We're also going to be talking about co-infections. And what the CDC is looking at is that they're constantly doing research. And we're just going to disagree with the numbers because the CDC is reporting about 300,000 Americans are affected with Lyme disease, and there's a lot of doctors that only believe it's it's only for specific regions of the country, which is the Northeast, and we're going to be discussing that, and, and we believe that it's actually more. We don't have definitive numbers, but we know that it's actually the great imitator, and Lyme disease can be... Um, imitating so many other diseases, it's confusing physicians with fibromyalgia, and we've seen physicians think that they have MS, and we think it's chronic fatigue, but ultimately it's Lyme disease. So what exactly is Lyme disease? Uh, Lyme disease is a bacterial infection uh, primarily transmitted by Lode's ticks, also known as deer ticks, and on the West Coast, black-legged ticks. These tiny uh, 
arachnoids are typically found in woody and grassy areas, although people think of Lyme as an East Coast disease. It is found throughout the United States as well as more than 60 other countries. The Centers of Disease Control Prevention estimate, as I mentioned, 300,000 people are diagnosed with Lyme disease every United States. That's 1.5 times the number of women diagnosed with breast cancer and six times the number of uh, people diagnosed with HIV in the U.S. However, because diagnosing Lyme can be difficult, many people who actually have Lyme may have been misdiagnosed with other conditions, and many experts believe that the true number of cases is much higher, as I mentioned. So we're going to discuss this. (laughs) So what exactly uh, is Lyme disease? Lyme disease is caused by a spirit which is a corkscrew bacterium called Borrelia burgdorferia. Lyme is also called the great imitator because its symptoms mimic so many other diseases. It can affect any organ of the body, including the brain, and nervous system, muscles, joints, and heart. Patients diagnosed with Lyme are frequently uh, misdiagnosed with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis, and other various psychiatric illnesses, including depression. Misdiagnosis with these other diseases may delay the correct diagnosis and treatment as the underlying infection progresses unchecked. So this is definitely a huge problem in our, in our uh, country right now. Uh, and I can just assure you, for the patients that are suffering with Lyme disease, it's one of the most difficult things to get under control uh, unless you catch it early on. And, and this is where we believe that antibiotics play a role. So I want to take this opportunity right now and introduce my guest. And we're going to have a dialogue here. And this is something I think it's so important for, for our listeners to really take heed on. Because if you've got some of the symptoms we're going to be talking about and your doctor hasn't really done a thorough diagnostic workup, because unfortunately that particular infection can become pleomorphic. And what that basically means is that it changes shapes and it can hide in the body. And it's very, very hard to pick up. And we're going to talk about some unique testing, and we're also going to give you uh, our opinion on one of the best approaches uh, for, for Lyme disease and co-infections. We're also going to get what, what is a co-infection. Uh, there is no panacea. It's a process. So I want to go ahead and, and introduce my, my special guest, uh, Dr. Uh, Casey Holland. Uh, Dr. Holland uh, just started uh, working here as a naturopathic physician at Progressive Medical Centers of America. Uh, Casey, thank you so much for joining us here at Progressive Medical Park. So here's my first question for you, because I know you've, you've really done a lot of research on Lyme disease. But before we get into that, I always like to know with our new practitioners, what got you interested in integrative medicine? And, and, and how did you get involved in, in going to naturopathic medical school? Well, first off, thanks for having me, Dr. Ogoli. Excited to be a part of this. Um, I guess the thing that really got me interested was seeing family members and myself have some health problems and going to the doctor and, you know, having extensive lab work done and being told maybe you just have low stomach acid and need some more Pepto-Bismol or just this really simple answer for something that really wasn't a simple problem. And I started seeing a naturopath myself and it completely changed my health around as well as my family's and um, my extended family. And also it was so hopeful to know that I was in charge of my own health and I got educated to make sure that the same thing wasn't happening again. A lot of times when we go to a conventional doctor, it's like, okay, I take this pill, but, but then what? Even if I do get better, and I get stressed out again, or I have an exposure again, 
I'm going to get sick again, so I just take this pill again, and then I start a vicious cycle of inflammation and disease processes that set me up for more chronic health conditions in the future. Well, I really appreciate that answer. It's a great answer. And, you know, what, what impresses me, and, and, and I'm not just saying this because you're here, because the, the, one of the best physicians that I've seen in my career, my 25-year career, are, are for those physicians that are passionate and they've really had some health challenges themselves or a family member. And, and this is what's so unique about what we do is, is that we use a combination of everything. We actually do believe that there's a role for pharmaceuticals when it's done properly. But at the same token, you know, you mentioned uh, how the body can heal itself and, and rather than just giving Pepto-Bismol, not that I'm knocking Pepto-Bismol, but that's just not going to solve the problem. The digestive issues, we got to find out what's going on. So let's just jump right into Lyme disease because I know this is, this is an area that you've done a lot of research on. And, and there's, there's a lot of confusion, uh, Dr. Holland, on this because you know, a lot of patients um, are concerned that where are these symptoms coming from? And they're going from doctor to doctor to doctor. And, you know, Lyme, Lyme disease is, is, is actually becoming an epidemic. And a lot of the reasons why, because we travel a lot. It originally started in Lyme, Connecticut. Uh, that's how the name got Lyme disease. And, and it's traveled all over. Now it's all over the world. I met a, a PhD from Germany who specialized in epidemiology and talked about the black forest and some of the co-infections that they had. And what's really interesting is that population on the second generation, uh, they developed an immunity to these co-infections. So they didn't really have the symptoms, but it was there. But the minute their immune system lowers, all the symptoms come. So I think it's something that we're continuing to study. Our philosophy is to knock out that infection, but it's easier said than done. So let's talk a little bit about your experience on the research you've done on Lyme disease and, and talk about some of the knowledge and we'll get right into the other areas of, of treatment and testing. I'd say the first research that really sparked me spending a lot of time in this was just seeing patients' experiences. As I was a student at the Bastyr Clinic in Seattle, Washington, we would have patients come in that had either been tested for Lyme and told it was negative or they'd been tested and told it was maybe positive or they'd been tested and told it was positive. And Every doctor that they went to had a different explanation for how many bands showed up positive on their test, and many times the patient was confused about which symptoms were caused by the Lyme or something different, or did they really have Lyme? And so that's when I really started diving into this because for whatever reason, I just saw a lot of patients that would come in and the doctor would be like, oh, it's a Lyme patient. Like, this is going to be complicated. It's confusing. And at the end of the day, sometimes I felt like the patient was just more confused. There is some confusion here. Uh, a lot of patients are coming in and their doctor says they don't have Lyme disease. So I want to I talk about the Western blot, which is the standard of care. And it's something that we believe that should be done. But if you miss the window, it can actually not show up. So let's talk a little bit about that. And let's talk about some other diagnostic testing that you've researched and, and clinically can, can have some relevance. Because there's a lot of good tests out there as well. Uh, and also, I want to mention, uh, we are going to talk about Richard Horowitz, who's a medical doctor, and he's wrote, written a book, uh, and he's also coined the term MSIDS, which uh, really bases it on symptoms as well, multiple systemic infection diseases. And I like Dr. Horowitz very much, and he's actually uh, treating patients uh, even if their test results are negative. So we'll talk a little bit about that, but let's get right into the, to the testing. 
I think one thing that's important to clarify with Lyme is that there's an acute presentation and then you have patients that have chronic presentations. And like Dr. Agoli said, with the acute presentation, after you've recently been infected, this is what doctors teach you about the classical Lyme presentation where you have a bullseye red mark on your body and you know that you got bit by the tick, you go in and get tested. The spirochete is still present in your bloodstream and it's positive. You get a quick round of antibiotics and hopefully hopefully you're all set. But a lot of times that's not what happens. Some of these tick bites are so, so small that you don't even know that you got bitten. Or maybe you had such a low level of the spirochete that entered your system, you don't have symptoms until there's some type of life event, major stressor or health event that causes your immune system to weaken and you have symptoms. So the problem with the Western blot test is that it's a blood test and the spirochete is very smart. Spirochetes, uh, they want to survive. So they want to live in your body. They don't want to make you extremely sick to where you can't function because it doesn't serve them well. And they don't hang out in your bloodstream. After you've been infected with Lyme, the spirochetes are going to find their way into your tissues and so here we are taking a blood test, but it's not really present in our blood anymore. Or maybe it's present in really low levels. So we have one or two bands on the Western blot show up, but we don't have enough positive to qualify for the CDC diagnosis of Lyme disease, which leaves your patient in limbo mode of, do I have it? Do I not? Was I exposed? Was I not? And that's kind of the difficulty there. There are some tests like Igenics and other specialized ones that are coming out that are more specialized, but you're still going to deal with the problem that we're testing blood and that's not really where the organism is after a certain amount of time. Yeah, that's a very good point. And I do like the Igenics test. They're, they're actually testing for more uh, bands and, and other strands. And, you know, what's interesting is that there's over 100 different strands in the United States and 300 worldwide. That's a lot, and it's a lot to test for. Um, so, yeah, that's a really good point. And, and, you know, when a patient's presenting, Casey, as you and I know, in an acute situation, obviously it's very, very appropriate to use the antibiotic called doxycycline. Uh, I think there's a lot of good research with that. Uh, but over a period of time, uh, even integrative doctors that only use uh, antibiotics, eventually they just don't work in a chronic situation as well as it did at the beginning. And, and, and that's pretty much been the symptom based on the symptoms of the patient's experience. And also we find that using antibiotics for a long period of time is going to affect the microbiome and ultimately affect the immune system. So, you know, there are some really unique therapies that we're going to discuss, but I, I want to stick right back here on some of these um, symptoms because, you know, the major issue here with Lyme disease, as we called it, the great imitator, um, we know that um, Brabecia uh, urchalisis has caused a lot of different uh, presentations. We know that there's a lots of fevers. Uh, we know that there's um, headaches. We know that there's a lot of musculoskeletal symptoms, wide range of neurological. And this is one of the, including Bell palsy, and this is one of the reasons why a lot of physicians misdiagnose this, and they think, oh, it's just got to be fibromyalgia because it's migratory pain. Uh, there's a lot of uh, pain and numbness, and you know, and, and a lot of patients uh, may not present with the with the red bullseye rash, uh, and this can be confusing as well. Um, so, you know, what what can a patient do? 
one of the first things is that at Progressive, we do a very, very thorough history. I think the history is so, so important because there's so many different symptoms. And that's why I encourage all of our listeners to um, go ahead and look for this questionnaire by Dr. Richard Horowitz. It's on the Internet. Uh, it's called MSIDS. It's uh, Multiple Systemic Infection Disease Syndrome. And, and some of the MSID symptoms can include abnormal liver functions, uh, allergies, if you haven't had allergies in the past, uh, autonomic nervous system dysfunction, uh, end, endocrine abnormalities, environmental toxicity, uh, enzyme deficiencies, gastrointestinal abnormalities, immune dysfunction, inflammation. I want to pause right there, uh, Dr. Holland, because this is an area that a lot of integrative doctors are focusing on. Okay. What, what, does, what does Lyme disease and these co-infections do, and how, how does it affect the body from an inflammation perspective? All right. So Lyme is very smart, and the reason that it plays such a big role in inflammation is it manipulates your immune messengers called cytokines in your body, which actually it's intentionally causing inflammation because this allows it to break down tissue, which allows the, micro, the microbes to have access to nutrients that they need to survive. This increase in inflammation is part of the biggest problem with the co-infections that we see with Lyme because as it breaks down these tissues, it reactivates viruses that were once dormant, such as Epstein-Barr virus and cytomegalovirus. It also causes your gut biome to be completely disrupted. You can have then an increase in yeast and candida, a decrease in your normal good bacteria like lactobacillus, and an increase in disruptive flora as well as other pathogens. And this disruption allows Borrelia to hide even more. Borrelia is known for hiding in biofilms and forming an actual cyst around itself, which plays into why it also is not treatable very well long-term with antibiotics. Um, not everyone that has been exposed to Lyme is going to show symptoms right away, and this is because um, if we have a healthy gut and healthy immune system, then our body can deal with it. But as, it, as the infection grows, this disruption continues to grow as well. So, so basically, a great explanation is that it sneaks up on you. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM as we have a special show today talking about Lyme's disease. We just got finished speaking with Dr. Gaz Agoli of Progressive Medical Centers talking about treatments for Lyme disease and exactly what the conditions or what are some of the symptoms. Our phone number is 877-956-9566. And as always, you can text us at 512-219-0724. In the second half of our show, we're going to go into a little bit more of some of the solutions, as always, and our tradition in our show to give people the answers to some of these uh, diseases. and under We're understanding the root causes, some of the, the bacterial infections and the spirochetes that are causing this uh, many of these symptoms and conditions and how do we get rid of them we and we we heard in the first half of the show that you know Lyme's disease, Lyme's disease is the great imitator because it imitates so many other dysfunctions and, and conditions and it also it is also stubborn it doesn't it's difficult to come out of the body spirochetes are one of the most difficult organisms like parasites so we're going to come up with some solutions for those uh, as well in the second half of our show. But before we go to our break, 
I want people to understand this one thing that was talked about. It was called biofilms. And these are the body's ability to heal itself by protecting it or covering it. And so it just store it away so it does not, the, it does not cause an inflammation to the body. But unfortunately, when you put these biofilms on these cells, it's difficult for antibiotics and other treatments to act and kill them. So this is the reason why we put uh, we come up with a very special formula. EDTA is a additive or preservative, but actually can be used as a treatment as a biofilm buster. So we'll talk a little bit more about these biofilm busters that are prescription and non-prescription in the second half of our show. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. Check out our website, HealthyChoicesXM.com, and we'll be here to take more of your questions in the second half of our show. And as always, uh, text us at 512-219-0724. We'll be back in just a few minutes talking more about Lyme's disease.
Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566. Well, welcome back on this Thanksgiving weekend to Healthy Choices XM. I know a lot of people are watching uh, all the football games. I think there's six of them football games on now, and there's going to be more tomorrow. But, you know, this is the reason why we, we do this show. We have a lot of people that are you know, doing both. They're putting the show on a mute and listening to our radio show because they want to educate on taking responsibility of their health. And, and today's show is just a, is another broadcast excellent show on Lyme's disease. A lot of people are going to be using this as a tutorial on what it is, how it can be diagnosed, how it can be uh, some of the cutting-edge treatments and how you can treat it. That's what's important today. 300,000 to 3 million Residents a year contract it and is growing by double digits growth. This is the reason why we are talking about it today. It used to be one organism that it was common, uh, Borrelia, but now there's other species that are common instead of the Borrelia by itself. It's a spiral-shaped bacterium, and now there's many, many more. And it, unfortunately, it grows in the blood, and it takes a long time to grow even outside the laboratory. So unfortunately, it, it is a murky diagnosis, and in many states, they don't even acknowledge it. And Sean, our director here, had told me a story over the break about his grandfather that had it in, in the uh, 50s and how they put him in a hospital and almost died. So unfortunately, there's a lot of different opinions on how to treat Lyme's disease. That's the reason why we have invited this special show and Dr. Gazagoli of Progressive Medical Center is telling us of some of the, some of the, some of the important ways to treat Lyme's disease that are different. In, in a few minutes, we'll come back. Uh, our phone numbers are 877-956-9566. We're going to talk a bit more about artemisian, uh, liposomal artemisian, how this kills so many of these different types of protozoas, mimosa, paducah, curcumin uh, essentials also have tremendous amount of anti-inflammatory effects. And they're also going to talk about the RG3 nasal spray, which is also gets rid of brain fog for Lyme's patients. Well, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Let's go back to our pre-recorded interview with Dr. Gazagoli. I, I just want to continue with Dr. Holland. She's done a lot of research on Lyme disease. Uh, it's fresh in her mind. She's worked with patients. She's worked with other integrative practitioners. And I, I think it's important to understand that we have to take this one step at a time. So let's get right into the, continue the dialogue on the biofilm, Dr. Holland, because I think it's important to understand um, that these spirits actually are, are, um, trying to survive and protect themselves, okay? Um, number one, how do you diagnose that? Are you just empirically treat it? Because uh, I've not seen a lot of good diagnostic testing for that. There's been a couple companies, laboratories doing research. Uh, I'm just going to naturally assume a lot of patients have it. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing with Lyme to keep in mind is that the main symptoms that the patient is going to be experiencing isn't from the actual bug itself, but the patient's own immune response. So, when these spirochetes are moved out of the tissues and into the bloodstream and the immune system can recognize them, then that's when their symptoms are actually going to increase. And so we already talked about 
that's part of why the blood test isn't as sensitive as we would hope. And so we talked about the biofilm and how they're hiding in there and how then it makes it more difficult after a chronic presentation for antibiotics to work. And then it's kind of where do we go from there? One thing that clinically can work with patients to be informative is herbal therapies. And the reason is that these herbal therapies allow the immune system to help to start to recognize the spirochete by disrupting the spirochete. And is what happens is you actually have an increase in symptoms when you start to get to the root of these spirochetes. So on any herbal therapy, as we'll talk about more, you really have to taper up your dose when you're using it. And this is why it's really important to work with your medical provider and be really aware of your body and the symptoms you're experiencing. But if somebody has a test that is maybe negative, but they did the score sheet that Dr. Goli spoke of, the Horowitz score sheet, and it was really high and they are you know, fitting the symptom picture, fitting the history picture, they've had a really good history, we can try to implement an herbal therapy and see if they have an increase in symptoms, which is commonly called a hex or herx. And that can actually be indicative of, yes, you you do in fact have a spirochete infection, and then that can kind of guide our treatment more from there. What do you think about that, Dr. Agoli? Oh, I, I love it, uh, Dr. Holland, because it, it's something that uh, we have to pay attention to the symptoms. The symptoms are an expression of disease, but it also, when it comes to these co-infections, we also know that it's important uh, to use all the different therapies and the herbal medicines that have researched and, and have good literature and, and we've seen good results with it. It, it. it fits a role in our integrative plan. I also want to mention, uh, Dr. Holland, that um, because we are integrative and because we uh, think outside the box, we've added some very unique intravenous therapies. And one of the reasons why our medical team loves these integrative therapies with intravenous therapy is that we, we know we can, we can bypass the gut absorption. We, we know that uh, a lot of patients with um, co-infections and uh, MSIDs, that they have poor gastrointestinal absorption. And you know the old saying is, you are what you eat. It's not really true. You are what you absorb and, and assimilate at the cellular level. And this is why we like to add intravenous therapies as well. Uh, one of those happened to be... Um, ultraviolet beam, which is UVB, and there's a lot of research on that. I know you've done some research on the ultraviolet. How does that play a role? Because I also um, have seen certain literature and, and also clinically uh, it does help with biofilms and, and also the infection. So how do those IV therapies work? So the key to the UVB and things like um, also I want to bring up the hyperbaric oxygen tank is fostering an environment that the spirochetes can't survive in but isn't going to harm our bodies, obviously. So the UVB is what's happening there is we're using the patient's own blood and changing the oxygen in the blood to one that is more therapeutic. Basically, when we use these therapies, the oxygen form in the blood is changed a little. And it doesn't hurt us, but it's not compatible with the spirochete. And when we do that, it's, um, it's a way to take care of the infection. And also, 
I think it's really great when we use these therapies, then we can follow up with other IVs that we have as well, like the glutathione IV, um, you know, especially when somebody has a biofilm going on or a gut disruption, we can give them supplements like NAC to build up their glutathione levels. But if they're not absorbing, then it's really not going to make a difference. And that's why something like a glutathione IV can then be very supportive. The important thing with Lyme disease is it's not going to be just one thing. It's not going to be just an IV that they're given that is this magic cure. It's like a symphony. We really do have to take off emotional stress, physical stress, nutritive stress, toxic load. And so we have the UVB, which we can do. We have the hyperbaric oxygen tank, which is um, also an increased level of oxygen that you're experiencing. You lie down in it and take a nap for an hour, and it's actually really wonderful because then you're also reducing your stress levels. And then we can replenish your detoxification system with a glutathione IV as well, which is an antioxidant that is not only going to help you detox, but also protect your mitochondria from any free radical damage that can also happen with these infections that can happen from if you have, maybe you have had to have antibiotics for um, your Lyme disease. And when we start putting all these therapies together, we can do these therapies and then add in the herbal therapies as well. We start attacking the system from multiple different angles while also supporting it and allowing the body to take care of itself and come back to a balance where we have a normal gut flora, we don't have inflammation, we don't have stress, and that's when patients are really going to start feeling better. And that's really the ultimate goal is to have not only our patients starting to feel better, Dr. Holland, but to take control of their health. It's very discouraging and despondent for a patient when they're going to different physicians and, and no one is properly putting the, the, the pieces of the puzzle together. And it's so enlightening. And, and uh, for me personally, as a clinician, when I see a patient and, and they have that aha moment and wow, this really makes sense. And, you know, speaking with Dr. Horowitz at several conferences in the past five years, and, and he's come up with it with a, just a great way to look at symptoms uh, because basically you can treat this particular uh, co-infection just based on symptoms alone. And obviously, we're big believers in testing. There's just no doubt about it. But we want to treat the patient, not the chart. And that's why we, we listen closely with a good history on all of your uh, symptoms. And that's why I encourage you to go ahead and look for Dr. Horowitz's uh, MSID symptoms chart. You can just Google it online and take it. And he's got a score chart. And if you, and if you actually come out positive, Okay, uh, I I really want to encourage all of you to seek out a functional, uh, integrative doctor in your area, or for those of you that want to come to Atlanta, uh, you know we're very fortunate across the country. Uh, there's some really really good practitioners. Just ask about their training and if they have the ability to do intravenous therapy. And as Dr. Holland said, using the hyperbaric oxygen, it's so so important because it's not only about uh, addressing the infection. It's also uh, allowing the body to heal and to, to, to get that body back into balance. And, and, and one of the most difficult patients that I've seen over the years, Dr. Holland, is, is the ones that's been misdiagnosed and, and they've been on a, a plethora of, of different uh, toxic medications without really addressing uh, some of these underlying issues. So, you know, I want to focus the rest of the time, Dr. Holland, and getting into some of the um, 
treatments that, that you've been researching and that work clinically, what, what other therapies have you seen work, work really, really well uh, on, on addressing the chronic Lyme issue? Well, with chronic Lyme, we really have to have something that the body can use in cycles and for long periods of time because it's possible that you could be in remission feeling better and with a life stressor or whatnot, you have another flare-up. So if we have to always rely on antibiotics, that's why they're great for acute settings, but in the long term, then we're going to be disrupting the GI and honestly making the biofilms worse in the Borrelia species stronger. So herbs like Japanese knotwood root, uh, cat's claw bark, and andrographis have some great research behind them. And the thing that's really great about them is they're gentle enough on the body to be used for long term repeatedly. But then they also have, herbs have such a multi-action response. So they're not just there to get rid of the Lyme. They will, they will be antimicrobial against that, but then they're also antimicrobial against um, mycoplasma. Japanese knotweed is effective against mycoplasma as well as antiviral, as well as anti-candida. So it's strengthening your gut instead of disrupting the flora there. Cat's claw is an immunomodulator, and um, it's kind of the word you might have heard, immunomodulator or adaptogen. And the reason that this is really great for the body is, so as I explained earlier, that the symptoms are not coming from the actual spirochete in the body, but they're coming from this immune response that we mount, this inflammation. And so these herbs kind of, they, they either help your body um, mount a stronger immune response, or maybe they'll signal it to calm those cells down. So really they're helping stabilize your immune system as you're going through this so that you're not mounting these huge Herx reactions. And there's other adaptogens that also, um, many patients with Lyme disease experience this horrible chronic fatigue where you just feel like you can't get out of bed in the morning and it's just so long-standing and overwhelming. And so things like cordyceps, reishi, eleutherococcus, they, they give your body this extra foundation of support that you need while you're going through this. And andrographis is also a favorite. Um, it works on viruses as well. It sa- studies show that it decreases the viral load. It helps with immune enhancement. It's also cardioprotective. One thing that we haven't talked about with Lyme is that there are certain species that will mount a very acute response and that are much more dangerous. These are most concerning, but they're also the most rare. This is when um, conventional medication is necessary because they can cause problems with your heart. Uh, the most concerning species are Babesiae, uh, Anaplasma, and Rickettsia. And once again, these are very rare. But still, we know that Borrelia will also harbor in these tissues. And so andrographis is actually cardioprotective, and it showed in vivo studies that it increased your natural killer cells and cell-mediated immunity. Um, so as we're going through and disrupting these spirochetes, I like to think of cleaning up the tissue and supporting that as well. Um, along with that, ALA is a supplement that we have. It's fat and water soluble, so it's very easily absorbed in the body, and that can also help decrease the cellular damage. Another thing that we can use that you typically think of with protecting your heart and with statin use is CoQ10. 
it's protective of the liver, the heart, and the kidneys. And if you think about that, we just talked about how these microbes can be harboring in these tissues. And then your liver and kidneys are two of your detoxification. And so, of course, we're going to be using those more as we're trying to get rid of stuff. And so supplementing with CoQ10 to support the body. Vitamin D, that's always going to be important, especially with um, the correlation here that Lyme can tax your neurosystem, your nervous system. We need to protect that. We need to supplement with vitamin D if you have low levels. And then things like milk thistle to support your liver. Um, another thing that we can do that's just very you know, localized for your joint pain and the tissues is bone broth. There's a lot of, uh, we, there's a great formula out there and that helps boost glucosamine. Um, glucosamine is a precursor for proteoglycans and there's been a lot of research done on that. So as we start going through here, you know, one thing to really keep in mind is that everybody's case of Lyme disease is going to be very different based on what it was that set them off, whether or not they had an acute presentation or it was latent for who knows how long. And then there was a stressor. Sometimes even something like a car accident can be a stressor. So your genetic makeup, your integrity of your GI system, your history of antibiotic use or lack of antibiotic use, all of these things are going to play into your unique makeup. And picking from these therapies allows us to support very specific systems that will be different for each person as they go through treatment. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM broadcasting live from Austin, Austin, Texas on this Thanksgiving weekend. We thank everybody for being with us today because we learned an awful lot about the different types of nutritional products that are able to treat Lyme. Because I know many, many people have, have heard of Lyme and treating with antibiotics. That is, is definitely has its place, but there are some natural products that have natural antibiotic properties and some natural uh, immune defense properties that can be very beneficial, especially treating this for long-term therapy. So uh, you can call us at 9, excuse me, 877-956-9566. As always, you can text us at 512 512- Two one nine zero seven two four, and you're listening to Healthy Choices XM. If the first time you've you've joined us, welcome. Uh, for especially our new listeners in the Twin Cities, at fifteen seventy Wellness Radio, we're talking about Lyme's disease today and how important it is for us to treatment early and also for good diagnosis because it is a murky disease. It's a great imitator. It has many different symptoms. And it's difficult to be able to manage the disease. We're listening to Dr. Gazagoli at Progressive Medical Centers out of Atlanta talking about some of the nutritionals. And I'll go through the list that we were, we mentioned, and I'll go through a couple that we like here at our pharmacy as well. Prescription dispensing labs that we're biotoxin pharmacy, nationally licensed pharmacy. Acetylglutathione. This ability to increase the body's force field and improve their immune system is when levels are low. We talked about IV solutions of glutathione or be able to take oral forms of glutathione. CoQ10, protective of the liver and the kidneys. Low levels of vitamin D3 uh, are useful. Andrographics, cardioprotective, increases killer cells. Cat's claw, immune modulator, also good for candida. 
Japanese knotwood, also for candida infections. All these things are result of Lyme disease that cause this in huge cascade of effect of, uh, of, the, of a completely immune dysfunction system. Cordyceps also helps with energy production. Lyme uh, bone broths are also helpful for the joints because many people have many joint dysfunctions. So as you can see, it attacks the whole body. We said some of the major symptoms are fatigue. Some of the major symptoms are flu-like symptoms. So like you said, like we said before, it also has these biofilms. So the body makes it very resistant to antibiotics like doxycycline. So we have tried to come up with different scenarios and different solutions that are, that are helpful. Uh, we mentioned on our show, Dr. Richie Shoemaker has, is a big proponent of VIP nasal spray, vasoactive intestinal peptide. Also is, is used once we get all of the infections under in control and in check, then we can use this peptide that is very effective for re-regulating the immune system because it is in absolute disarray. So it resets many of the set points that are needed. Also, artemisian, liposomal artemisian. We didn't mention that uh, earlier in the show, uh, in, in our interview, but it is a an essential essential combination that's used as a phospholipid to increase the absorption in this in the gastrointestinal tract. So, artemisian's been used for many years to treat malaria, but when it's combined with this essential phospholipid making an emulsification, a liposomal, it gets absorbed much faster and it's very effective against these biofilm infections such as Lyme disease and these protozoas. And then putting it in addition to EDTA for getting rid of the biofilms and alpha lipoic acid also was mentioned in the in our pre-recorded message today. So you can check that out on our website HealthyChoicesXM.com. That's you're looking at Artemisium. A-R-T-E-M-I-S-I-N-I-N. Artemisium Essentials. Also look at Curcumin Essentials. It's a liposomal formula, again with alpha-lipoic acid and EDTA, a brilliant formula that can be used through as an anti-inflammatory effect to reduce the symptoms of arthritis, of joint discomfort that comes with these types of infections and breaking down the biofilms again. Uh, Mimosa baduca, also known as the sensitive plant, has used to treat gastrointestinal parasites. And many of these become formed in when treating Lyme disease have these same difficulties in the gastrointestinal tract. And this is all very effective as well. Mimosa baduca. So check that out on our website, Healthy Choices xm.com so we we wanted to uh, make sure our our listeners know that our show is podcast on itunes it's also on our website healthychoicesxm.com and if any time during the show if you need some help or finding a licensed practitioner you can call us or fax us at 512-219-0724 mention that you you heard us on the radio show and we'll be able to give you assistance at any time. This is a free service. Take advantage of it. We find a lot of people are very appreciative of our all of our sponsors and every 
all of our staff that has the hard work in putting together these informative shows. We got a few minutes left. Our phone number is 877-956-9566. We're going to have a very inter- interesting show next week on the importance for integrative medicine for cardiovascular. So we want to make sure people listen to next week's show. Again, we're always live here every Saturday. And so tell your friends of all the things you learned about Lyme disease and some of the interesting practitioners on integrative medicine, why it's important to get yourself a good practitioner that can get to the root cause of many of your illnesses. Check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com. As on our in our e-store, and everything is 20% off, of course, on this weekend and free shipping. So check out some of our specials there. Everybody have a great week, and uh, call us if we need any assistance on where to find a practitioner for Lyme disease. Everybody have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Oh,